This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 382 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh, it's my zombie sound. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk a tiny bit about Spider-Man, and then we've got our review of the newest movie in the Resident Evil saga, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Markellis Reagans, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, my Thanksgiving was great. I had all of the uh, traditional trimmings, the turkey, cranberry sauce, green bean casserole, all that good stuff. So I uh, got really fat, or I'm sorry, got fatter and uh, watched a lot of football and uh, yeah, enjoyed myself. It was pretty good. Awesome. That is great to hear. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, how was yours? Uh, you know, no one signed up to do a one mile race. And he wanted to do it. Originally, he didn't. And then I was like, oh, you don't want your whole class to cheer for you? Because he, he's done it in the past. And he was like, oh, wait, I, I guess I do want to do it. And in typical Noah fashion, he rounded the first corner and decided he wasn't moving anymore. So I'm waiting at the finish line, waiting at the finish line. <laughs> like, where the hell is he? Told my brother to stay at the finish line. I was going to go around the corner. I went around the, the last bend and I looked up the road. I see all these kids going by that were in his division. Waited a little bit longer, started walking up the road. I found him at the first bend and I had to run the race with him. I didn't I was not dressed to run a mile race. I was not anticipating on running a mile race, and I ran a mile race. Oh, the poor kid. What was he doing at around the uh, at the bend? He didn't want to move. He said that he was internally bleeding <laughs> and he was getting stabbed in his feet and he didn't want to move. So did you carry him the rest of the way? Hell no. I made him run next to me. <laughs> Motherfucker making me run. He's going to run too. <laughs> did you at least get to have like dinner afterwards? Yeah, we did eventually. And I, I took a very, very long nap. <laughs> <laughs> Which a mile isn't that much, but I'm not a runner. So for me yeah. to head, and I was in layers of clothing because it was cold. So I was in long sleeve shirt and a jacket and a scarf and a hat. And I had my coffee in my hand and I was just not prepared to run a race. I'm never prepared to run a race. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, I myself did not have a very eventful Thanksgiving. Um, because of my job, I had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off of work. I only had to work 
Black Friday morning at my other job for five hours, and it was not busy at all. It was a nice laid back uh, Thanksgiving. So nice. I, I just fucking we had a great actual Thanksgiving day. We went over to my in laws' house and ate a metric fuck ton of food. <laughs> if you are an international listener, uh, Thanksgiving is the American holiday where we just get together and eat and eat and eat. Yes. If you want to commiserate with us and celebrate, uh, just eat until you feel like you're going to die and then sit on the couch and watch sports. <laughs> hey, what is that? Uh, what is that dish that you always uh, are craving for each uh, Thanksgiving that someone makes for you? Oh, stuffing. Yeah. Did you get some this year? I sure did. I sure did. We had a lot of stuffing that my father-in-law made and we had turkey. Um, my sister-in-law makes um Green beans, something. I don't eat it because I don't like uh, green beans, but everyone else like eats it like a Hoover vacuum. Yeah, man, we we had a ton. We make a they make a second turkey. Um, so we eat the main turkey at dinner, and then whatever's leftovers from that stays at my in laws' house. That's yeah. their leftovers. They make a second turkey, and they legitimately just cut it in half, and we take half, and my brother in law and his family take half. So. Nice. So we have a ton of fucking leftovers in the fridge right now. And we made turkey sandwiches the other day. Um, I basically just like laid around all weekend. And when I wasn't watching football on Sunday, I was going to the movies to see Resident Evil or just watching random movies on streaming and Blu-ray and all sorts of shit. So it, it was a nice, relaxing weekend. But of course, today we're back at the grind. We are back at it. Ready to rock and roll. For you, the listener. So, Marcellus, enough about us and Thanksgiving. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So, everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you will find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a T Public store where you can shop to get some T-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook. We have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions and interviews uh, we have a patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show shout out to all of our podcasting family in the geek world all-stars podcast and network back to you joey First of all, you know, I, I don't really know or care anything about social media. I don't even know what's out there or isn't out there. So that's irrelevant to me. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. All right, Marcellus, we've got some news to discuss. So let's drop the drop and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so uh, this week in Nerdy News, uh, despite my strong desire to not talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, 
on this show until the movie comes out. Uh, we have a little bit of Spider-Man news that happened. Uh, Amy Pascal, who uh, is in charge at Sony, uh, has been in charge for a while. Uh, kind of oversees like all of the Spider-Man movies um, dating back to the original Tobey Maguire one. Uh, she stated this week that, you know, this new Spider-Man movie that's coming out is not Tom Holland's last appearance as Spider-Man. She said this trilogy is done and they are right now amping up the next trilogy. So and this might be news to Tom Holland because I know he recently said if he's still playing Spider-Man when he's 30, he's made a mistake. <laughs> he's done something wrong in his career. But uh, Amy Pascal seems to think that there's three more Spider-Man movies coming out. So, um, yeah, let's go around the room. What do you guys think of another Spider-Man trilogy kind of being announced before we had a chance to check out the the newest movie? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. Um. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm wondering which direction they're going to go in. If they're going to bring in Miles and just have like Tom Holland be a mentor. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what he meant by like, he's not playing Spider-Man, but he's still playing Peter Parker. I don't, I don't know. I still think it's kind of cool, but we'll see how the new movie is from what I've read about the after credit scene. I don't pissed off already so. <laughs> all right no spoilers no spoilers uh joey what about you do how do you feel about amy pascal announcing another trilogy in the pipeline well um tom holland is my favorite live action spider-man Ooh, spoilers for uh our upcoming spider-man hype train episode <laughs> but uh tom holland is my favorite live action spider-man slash peter parker and I am all in if they're going to now do a college trilogy. So we've got our high school uh, movie out of the way. We can see Peter Parker as a sophomore, junior and senior in high school. Um, It's time to move him along to college. Uh, Some of the best storylines in the comics came from him being out of Aunt May's house, trying to live on his own in the city, uh, going to college at Empire State University, which will hopefully still be in the the comics. Um, And there's a lot of different characters you can bring in, like Black Cat, Puma. Um, We still haven't seen Venom interact with him yet. Um, Based on the Venom after credit scenes, we know he's in the MCU at this point, so... There's there's a lot of there's a lot of potential there for uh, different storylines. Uh, again, you know, I know we shit all over not shit all over, but we didn't exactly love Eternals. But I, I still trust Marvel uh, almost implicitly with whatever they want to do. So as long as uh, Marvel Studios is still in charge of the movies, yep. I am 100 uh, percent in for whatever they want to do at this point. They still have earned that trust. Um I think, Aubrey, speaking to what you had to say, I think we get three movies with Tom Holland and we end um, bringing in Miles Morales. So now we'll have six movies with Miles Morales <laughs> after that. That's like there's Spider-Man Trump card. You know, they once we're sick of uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, we can back off and bring in Miles for six or seven movies and Avengers films and stuff. And then we can always bring Tom Holland back afterwards once he's gone off and had made some more terrible movies like <laughs> Chaos Walking or something. <laughs> There's a there's an uncharted trilogy that's on the way too, man. Don't that's that. right. Just keep the keep the money rolling in. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm pretty excited. I like Tom Holland as Peter Parker slash Spider Man. Um, as I mentioned before in the show, when I read a Spider Man comic book, I hear Tom Holland's voice now. So I'm um, I'm definitely down to see him uh, play the character a little bit more. And I didn't even think about a college trilogy, Joey. That's genius. I, I think that'd be awesome. I'm totally down for that. Uh, and into the Spider Verse handles Miles Morales. 
so perfectly, there's no rush to get him into live action, at least not on, on my side. I think they should just continue uh, using him up in the animation world. Oh, it's going to happen, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They already introduced his uncle in the other Spider-Man movies. So, right. So, yeah. well, that, that's that's their trump card. It's like um, Marvel with the X-Men. Like, there's no rush to get to the X-Men. But if we get a couple years of, like, declining results, <laughs> um, more Eternals-type movies, yeah. and, and we said this before on the podcast, like, the next thing you know, you're going to see a trailer with a fucking X-Men cartoon theme playing and – Everybody's going to lose their collective shit and love the MCU again. So. Yep. Yep. So we get a little sick of Spider-Man movies after three more. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get a trailer with uh, some kid with Jordans on in a Spider-Man costume. It's, that's going to be the, the post credit scene of the last movie. Right. Mark is going to be weeping. Oh, you have to get a fucking ambulance <laughs> to get him out of the movie theater. And uh, we'll be right back in Spider-Man movies. Can't be worse than Morbius, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm still my fingers are still crossed on that one. There's still hope. There's still hope for that one. All right. So then in other Spider-Man news, uh, tickets for the new Spider-Man movie went on sale on Monday or uh, 12.01 Monday on uh, November 29th, uh, Cyber Monday, or as they like to call it, Spider Monday. Uh, so yeah, at 12.01, tickets were supposedly ready to go on sale and every single movie ticket selling website decided to crash. The popularity of Spider-Man is out of control. I think this pretty much sealed the deal. Uh, I am, as we record this now, I hope everyone has gotten a chance to get their Spider-Man tickets. Uh, but, you know, I personally, I was up to about 2.30 in the morning trying to get my tickets. And I finally did. Finally got the tickets that I wanted for the show that I wanted on the day that I wanted. I didn't want to go to sleep and wake up in the morning and try again because all of the shows would have been sold out. So... I did get my tickets. Um, Aubrey, were you able to get your Spider-Man tickets yet? Not last night. Um, I talked to my brother today, and of course he wants to go with me, so I'm kind of waiting for him to buy the tickets. And I told him a million times, you need to do it, you need to do it, and he's not going to do it until I buy them. Oh, so He's going to keep pushing it off and keep pissing me off. <laughs> uh, Benjamin, get on that, dude. Get those tickets. Yeah. Um, uh, I told him, I was like, they're all going to sell out, and then we're going to be in really crappy seats. And he's like, oh, well, I, I got to check on a couple of things. That was hours ago. <laughs> he's getting the tickets. I, I, I have faith in him. There's no there's no way he can avoid it. Um, Joy, what about you, man? Were you able to secure your uh, Spider-Man tickets? Uh, yeah, it was not a fun time. <laughs> I, I was up uh, Sunday night. I was watching Sunday Night Football. And it was two teams I don't really care about. So I was like, you know what? It's nine o'clock at night. I'm going to go to bed early. Mondays are my early days at work. So I have to get up at 630 in the morning. I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to get a good night's sleep. I'm really excited. And then I realized, oh, shit, Spider-Man tickets go on sale at midnight. So I'm like, all right, I'll just jump on right at midnight, get the tickets, and then I'll go to bed. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, Marcellus, every single app and website crashed. Um, I use Fandango or Flickster on my phone, and I have the Cinemark app. So around here, your only choices for cinemas are pretty much Cinemark. There is one Regal uh, within driving distance of us, but it's a smaller theater. So like, I didn't even bother. I also didn't really want to take the kids there because it's in the casino and it's like it's just annoying to go it's in the it's it's an annoying trip to go to that casino regardless of who you're going with so i'm like all right well, i'll get the tickets and i had promised the kids that we were going to go opening night 
and we were going to go see it in IMAX. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Santa. Yeah, I had promised them that. Um, I didn't think it would be that big a deal to grab the tickets. Um, I got in-game tickets like the day they came out with no problem. You know, I get concert tickets, no problem. You know, I, I didn't think it would be a big deal. Literally every fucking website crashes. Flickster wouldn't let you even pick a show. At, at some points, it would just stop saying that there were movie theaters in your area. Yeah. Uh, it took me until after 2 a.m. to get the tickets. <laughs> uh, the worst part would be eventually you get to the point where it's it's time to pay. And then I'm like, well, you have to log into your Fandango account to be able to get your points and credit for everything. <laughs> and then it would crash again. Like, oh. God damn it. <laughs> There's a lot of refreshing and a lot of swearing. And I was very close <laughs> to just going to bed. But I ended up getting us tickets to go to see it that night. That it comes out on Thursday in IMAX where we wanted to go. So in their good seats. So I got I got it. I did it. I got the tickets. But man, I was I've been tired all day. <laughs> the dragon ass all day. I know, dude. That's like a late, late night for a lot of people on the East Coast. I felt jealous for the people in California who were like, oh, we're just going to go down to the theater <laughs> and just buy our tickets there. Right. You no, bastards. a lot of people even said that they just rolled into the theater earlier in the day today and were able to buy tickets depending on their location. So, wow. Wow, I didn't even think of that. I did that for Force Awakens um, for opening night. I drove to the movie theater that day and just bought the tickets in person and make sure I had them in hand. But now this is like, you know, fucking six years later, I feel a lot more confident with the uh, with the online buying of tickets. But, man, that was brutal. I'm glad I got them, though. And if you haven't got them yet um, and you don't have to specifically yeah, The only place go. that had them available here was Regal. Like the other, the nice movie theater that... Um, I get to drink at mm. didn't have them available. You'll have to sneak in a red cup of uh, <laughs> fucking beer or something. Yeah. I planned on making a, cause I was like super frustrated. I like, I did get my tickets, but I didn't get them through uh, the Cinemark app. Like I usually do to save me on a service fee. So I wound up paying like a huge amount of service fees. But after a while, like right around like two fifteen or so, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to like start categorizing every, website that's down i'm gonna make a video out of this you know make like a, a mini documentary about it so i'm going to each website trying to get like you know clips and footage or whatever screenshots of what's happening and then on the third one it actually worked <laughs> <laughs> so like oh wait oh wait this could work so uh, <laughs> yeah so that after that i quit went to bed um good but i did wake up um i got up like super early uh because i was already like you know <laughs> running a gamut of emotions trying to get these damn tickets so uh i woke up super early just to check the cinemark app anyway and like all of the shows were sold out at like five o'clock in the morning so i'm like i'm glad i didn't wait to like do it later on um yeah i was saying um if you're not locked into a certain format or a certain time i know they've been adding more shows yeah but jesus this is uh, gonna be a, a blockbuster so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. It's gonna yeah. be wild. We'll uh, be talking a lot more Spider Man coming up in a couple weeks. We'll be doing a full Spider Man hype train episode. We'll be ranking the movies. We'll be ranking the actors. We'll be doing more Spider Man content to get you guys ready for Spider Man No Way Home. That's gonna do it for the news. So let's take a quick break, and we're gonna come on back and talk about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Calling all New England toy record and collectible fans, the Bristol County Toy and Record Show is returning Saturday, December 11th at the District Center of the Arts, 15 Court Street, Tom, Massachusetts, 
from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tickets are only $3 at the door, and early bird admission is $10 at 9 a.m., where you are able to get the first picks of the day. There will be a concert the night of the event to be determined, and tickets will be sold separately, but you do not want to miss out. There will be over 30 of New England's best toy record and collectible vendors selling Star Wars, G.I. Joe, WWE, Transformers, vintage toys, and vinyl records, music memorabilia, and a whole stage full of KISS memorabilia. For more updates, please follow and like us on Facebook at Bristol County Toy and Record Show for more info. See you guys there. You don't want to miss it. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to go to theaters and check out the newest movie in the Resident Evil saga. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, You know what I found to be quite amusing about this movie, speaking about Spider-Man earlier, is that Constantine Films has the rights to Resident Evil. And guess how they keep those rights, guys? Uh, I'm going to assume by making movies. (laughs) That is right. They have to have a Resident Evil movie made every certain number of years, regardless of what's going on, or the rights revert back to Capcom. So, wow, it's a very Spider-Man-like arrangement that they have there. Um, is that how we got so many shitty-ass movies? Well, those movies made money, so <laughs> as much as I didn't like them, they did make money. Um, so we all had a chance to check it out, uh, only in theaters, not streaming anywhere. And uh, Aubrey, you're a big fan of the games. You're a medium fan of the games. Where are you on the Resident Evil games? Um, I wouldn't even say I'm really a fan. Like, I'm, I've played a couple, but not too many. Not enough to be like, oh, I love it so much. I know everything about it. Like, I'm, I'm probably no jack shit, honestly, when thinking about it. Okay, uh, Mark, I'm going to assume you have never played any of these games. And you would be absolutely correct. I have never once played a Resident Evil game. <laughs> that's where that uh, sound drop where he's like what is it comes from oh really oh shit <laughs> what is this stop it don't open that door what is it what is this what is it all right uh, for me Resident Evil is one of my favorite game series of all time Um, one, two, three, code Veronica and four are are like perfection. Uh, five kind of sucks. Six is terrible. Seven. I did not like, and I have not played eight. (laughs) So I will tell you that one and two, which are the games that this movie is based on, uh, flip flop in and out of my top games of all time. Wow. One, one resident evil game is going to be in that top five of all time for me. It just is when I'm making the list, it's, what mood strikes me, whether it's part two or part one, I generally lean towards two, which would be the storyline in this movie of Leon and Claire in the police station. But enough about video games. We're going to start off, as always, with our non-spoiler takes. So you know what we thought about it. And based on the box office take, most of you haven't seen it. <laughs> so you'll at least know what we thought. And then if you want to go see it, check it out, come back, and we'll play the spoiler drop. You'll get to hear our more in-depth thoughts and discussion. Aubrey, I'm scared. What did you think of Resident Evil colon? Welcome to Raccoon City. It wasn't the worst Resident Evil movie, it actually was pretty tolerable, but I will probably never watch it again. Okay, tolerable. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Markellis Reagans. 
Yeah, I went into this with the intention that I'm going to love this movie regardless. Like, this is going to be <laughs> my Resident Evil movie, right? Out of all the other ones. And that lasted about <laughs> about 20 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, man, this is not good. And then the longer the movie went on, I'm like, oh, this is, I don't know what this is, but I do not like this at all. Yeah. I don't like any of the other Resident Evil movies. Um, I like Mila Jovovich. I think she's a very attractive woman. Um, the actress that played Jill in part two, which we reviewed like a year or so ago, yep. I think it was a year or so ago when we were desperately clawing and scratching <laughs> for content during the heights of the pandemic. Uh, probably one of the hottest chicks on film. Uh, the rest of the movies are terrible. I hate all the Resident Evil movies. I hate them with a passion unbridled because they do not follow the games at all. This movie is much more. Um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. This movie is much more closely following the plot of the games. Yep. Uh, so I should have been really excited. Uh, and this movie sucks ass. Oh, I'm like, they made this movie for you, like for those yeah, Resident Evil they fans. they did. And the fact that it's not doing well at the box office is going to teach Constantine film when they have to make another Resident Evil movie coming up because they have to. A terrible lesson that they are going to be like, no, we got to get Mila back. We can't have <laughs> movies based on the games because nobody wants to go see them and not the fact that this movie sucks ass and that's why nobody wants to see it. So I hated this movie. Um, we'll get more into it in a bit, but I got to tell you from our impressions, it doesn't sound like you should really pay too much money to go check it out. I can already hear the downloads like dying from this bomb <laughs> of a movie that we're reviewing, but <laughs> let's drop the drop and let's spoil resident evil. Welcome to raccoon city. So if you haven't seen it yet, we'll see you soon. The rest of you stick around. Uh, I've got some spoilers. What's the <laughs> spoiler? Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what are some things you liked about this movie? There has to be things you liked about this movie. What did you like? I liked the That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Your expectations like were for it to it... be terrible and it wasn't hundred <laughs> percent terrible. So So I did like the closeness that it followed the games. I I thought that that was um very well done. I liked not seeing Mila Jovovich on it for once uh, in a fucking movie. And it didn't feel like as action cheesy as it does with her. Like this was actually like mili military and, and police officers like shooting. Like it kind of made more a little bit more sense. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I would say right. I like the story, but there were pieces of the story that ruined that for me. I liked <laughs> certain pieces of the story, and then there were other pieces that just overshadowed that and ruined it. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis, was there anything you liked about this movie? Yeah, there are surprisingly a lot of things that I actually did like about this movie. Huh. Uh, number one, uh, the girl that played Claire Redfield, uh, Kea Scadalario. Who will, going forward, be called Crawl. Yes, <laughs> crawl. Uh, not crawl. Not, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Not the not the five bladed uh, thing that's been uh, gets tossed blade. around. <laughs> crawl the uh, giant alligator movie in Florida. 
Uh, she's hot. She's so hot. Yes. Oh, God, I love yes. her. Love her. So I liked her. They're, in the beginning of the movie, they <laughs> – I feel bad. I know a lot of people didn't see this in the theaters, and I'm sure people are probably watching it. I'm sure the internet might be providing a lot of people. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but there's there's shots in this movie that are so dark. Like, so dark. I'm like, I feel bad for anyone that's not watching this in the screen. Because you're not going to be able to see anything. It, it's horrible. But it, it gives like a um, like a 70s movie type of vibe. And I thought that was pretty cool. There's like one shot where the camera like zooms in on her. And I'm like, oh, the director is trying to be like, you know, something out of the 70s. All right. All right. Respect. And this is like the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Um, I like that it, placed, it took place in the 90s. So shout out to uh, the Palm Pilot. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, there's one scene that I... Is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Like I almost stood up and applauded. And it's when the <laughs> it's when the truck driver crashes into the police station and is on fire and walks towards the the front desk of the police station with Leon has his headphones on and they're playing this song called Crush by Jennifer Page. <laughs> like at full volume, and I fucking died. I'm like, oh, we're this type of movie. Okay, all right. I respect it. It's fucking ridiculous. So I love that part. I like uh, Donald Logue as the police chief. Uh, he put in a great performance. He gave 100% on a 25% script. Because like all, <laughs> all of the dialogue he was saying was just garbage. But he was going for it. So I gave him much respect for that. And uh, shout out to uh, my man, Neil McDonald. Who uh, you may know as Dum Dum Duggan from uh, the Captain America movie, uh, but he'll always he's be also on Arrow. Yes, that's right. He played a, a bad guy in Arrow, um, but he's also always going to be Bison from uh, Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. <laughs> <laughs> in my heart, that's a uh, I hate you now watch in my back pocket. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, I have seen that, and that's uh, it's, it's atrocious. Um, so, yeah, so I guess bad video game uh, adaptations is, is his bag. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, let's see. It would and, be mine, too, if I was an actor. I could just get a paycheck. It'd be like, bad video game ab- adaptation, my favorite. And there was one part, and they kind of gave it away in the trailer, but there's a part where the old lady from next door comes crashing in through the glass window of um, Claire Redfield's brother's house. Uh, and that scene was pretty dope because that was a dope stunt. You see the actress or the zombie, or whatever, get a running start and smash through the fucking glass door and then attack her. And I thought that's a fucking cool shot. So props to whoever did that. And then that's it. That's all I liked. Uh, OK. All right. So uh, coming to this from a place of someone who loves the games and has been demanding they adapt the games for it feels like 20 one years at yep. this point. Yep. Um, I really appreciated uh, how close to the games they got a lot of stuff. Um, the casting was fantastic. I thought the casting was on point um, for everyone except uh, Leon. And I, <laughs> I, we'll get into that and things I didn't like, but uh, everybody else was great. Uh, everybody looked the part. I know we joked a lot uh, at the trailer with the CW ness of it because we had uh, Robbie Amell, aka Firestorm, right. um, and uh, Malcolm McDowell, who was an Arrow as well. But uh, he was great as Chris. It looked right out of the not right out of the out of the games, but looked right. Um, the guy from Umbrella Academy as Wesker, um, Hannah John Kamen as Jill. 
uh, who is also very hot. Mark Ellis, just, you know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. She was hot. But something about her accident in this movie just kind of threw me off. Like, I couldn't quite place <laughs> it. Um, and, and the um, the sets, the Raccoon Police Department looked right out of the fucking game. The mansion looked right out of the game. Um, the outfits, the weapons, like, they, they went above and beyond with making things look like it came right out of the game. And I was super appreciative of that because that's something I've been demanding for 20 years in a Resident Evil movie. Um, there were a couple set pieces and stunts that were, were really well done. Uh, like Mark said, that one scene where the lady jumps through the window. I liked when she saw the kid under the table first. I forget what she said to him. Like, are you okay? Or do you need help? And he was like, no, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, his mom slash mom zombie, like jumped through the window. Um, I liked that. There was some decent humor in it. Some decent acting. I thought it was okay. Paced. There's one scene where, uh, Chris, is fighting the zombies in the hallway and the only light is from the gunfire. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really well done. And it just like, I liked that they used a lot of the game designs. That's the best I can say about it was it looked, I know we made fun of it and said it looked like a porn or it looked like, um, a a bad cosplay. And I mean, for the most part, yeah, it it does, but everything looks right. And I got over that quick when you see, you know, and they they did play it up. You know, the, the camera pans back and shows you the whole fucking police station lobby. And I'm sure that did nothing for Mark at all. And he's probably like, what is this scene of them lingering on the fucking lobby? But for uh, game fans, I was just like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> I wish they had worked in some of the bad dialogue from the game. I was expecting them to walk into the mansion and be like, wow. What a mansion, <laughs> but it didn't happen. Um, so that was about what I enjoyed uh, in it. Uh, everything else was terrible. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, what didn't you like about this movie? Um, I didn't like um, Dr. Birkin. I thought that like when he turns into that, the, um, the G cell, did they use G cell? Whatever. They, when he turns into that weird mixture of things i didn't like that that's um, literally like right out of the game his dialogue was shitty oh yeah, yeah i mean like the the creature itself looks really cool but the dialogue was super super cheesy and stupid he's like chris how could you ever think that you'd be part <laughs> of my family like fucking stupid just so fucking stupid and they had parts like that in in the movie that it was just like why why did you have to ruin this by putting in that really shitty dialogue. Claire had some pretty stupid scenes where like she's watching videos of the weird albino kid, albino twins um, torturing a dragonfly. Uh, like That went on forever. Yeah, and it made no sense. She was like, this is where they brought kids to test them after they tortured them or whatever they did. And it's like, how do you get that from watching these albino twins pull wings off of a dragonfly? Like, I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. I was waiting for Chris um, to be like, is that on some other movie reel somewhere that you watched before we got down here? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I didn't fucking understand that at all. It was so stupid. And how do you get that? The, the, the albino twins aren't even being tortured. The dragonfly is. Its wings are off. So that was... I didn't like that... Um, I didn't like the beginning scene because they don't really explain why she's in this truck with this dude. 
So that bothered the shit out of me. The ending, the after credit scene and everything, like nobody's going to really understand that unless you play the games. And it's like Tom Hopper just puts on some fucking sunglasses and can see I'm Ada Wong. Okay. Like nobody gives a shit. So they just ruined what could have been really good. And what I think I would have really liked this story had they not had these certain scenes in it that were really really shitty and just overshadowed what I liked about it. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis Reagans. What about you? Yeah. So, you know, as you were saying, they put things in there for fans of the game. Um, and like I said, I wanted this to be like my resident evil. I wanted this to be like my entryway into that world where I would love this forever. But I feel like this movie was made specifically just for fans of the game. Cause there are so many things like when, <laughs> When the characters introduce themselves and they're like, I'm Joe Valentine. Hi, I'm Leon Kennedy. And I'm like, is that supposed to fucking mean anything to me? <laughs> no one talks like that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, I got it. You're Leon. And okay, you're fucking Joe. Okay, I got it. Um, there, <laughs> There's a scene where it is, this fucking killed me. There's a scene where the helicopter pilot, who like the whole mission of them being in a mansion is, okay, we got to get up to... To the helicopter. We got to we gotta get the helicopter and get out of here. It's the only way we're going to get out of the city because they're going to blow it up, you know, at 6 a.m. The helicopter pilot gets uh, attacked, I guess, and crashes the helicopter into the building, right? Into the mansion. Now, the cops are divided up into pairs, two and two. The other two cops have no idea that a helicopter crashed into the building. They still think there's a helicopter out there. When the helicopter smashes, it's the biggest fucking explosion and i'm like <laughs> i'm like the two cops that were there oh i wonder how they got out of it i wonder what they ducked behind to save themselves from this huge explosion obviously they dived into another room or there was you know they're hiding underneath something something like that when you cut back to the helicopter in the mansion they're like 10 feet away from it <laughs> and i'm like how how are they not like birds or chris how are they not Fucking Uncle Owen and Amber Rue at this point. Like, it blew my mind. Um, and, yeah, when the bad guy turned, or the doctor turned into the uh, the creature at the end, I was out. I was totally out. Because I'm sure that was out of the game. But then he's like, you know, you really thought you could be part of my family? And I'm like, why are you <laughs> why are you giving him the stupid dialogue and, you know, giving him shit about, uh, you know, betraying him and giving him shit now at this point? You should be just trying to kill him. Like, that, isn't that the... Isn't that why you're this big creature? So I just couldn't care less about any of the characters by the time we got to that. And, okay, I own in my DVD uh, collection Resident Evil Degeneration, I want to say. It's like one of those CG movies. Mm -hmm. I thought Leon was supposed to be a badass. And the guy in this movie is such a punk. And I'm like, wait a minute. This can't be the character that I'm thinking of because maybe – at some point at the end, he's going to turn into the badass. He was a complete loser the entire movie. And I'm like, why am I supposed to be rooting for this guy? Leon S. Kennedy. The fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing is, when this movie comes out, if you guys do watch this movie, uh, if you are into alcoholic beverages, I want you to take a drink every time someone drops the F-bomb. Every time you someone says, fuck. Because I guarantee you, you will be smashed by, like, 45 minutes into this movie because they say it all the time and to the point where i'm like there's no way they're gonna say it there's no way the next 
line that comes out of Jill Valentine's <laughs> mouth is going to be the F-bomb. And she's like, we got to get out of here to this fucking place because I'm fucking sick of it. And I'm like, this is this movie is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, it's trash. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So right off the bat, you are not insane, Marcellus. Um, Leon is the main character of Resident Evil 2. Um, and he is a badass. He is a in the game, a rookie police officer. It's his first day on the job. He arrives at Raccoon City right as the outbreak starts. Okay. And um, yeah, he's awesome. He's like one of the most popular characters in the game series and probably one of my favorite characters in the game series. So to see him reduced to, uh, you know, just a comedic foil that was useless and didn't know how to like do anything, didn't know how to fire guns and stuff, <laughs> even though he can somehow fire a uh, RPG at the end of the movie, even though he could barely handle a, a revolver. Um, uh, it was it was gross. I hated it. It made me angry. Um, so one of the reasons I've been so angry with them not making movies based on the games is that obviously games are not going to translate one to one. And I guess we'll find out for Uncharted. Um they don't translate one-to-one to to a movie, but there's a great core of an idea for Resident Evil. So in the first, very first game, um, they took the first and second games and they smooshed them together in this movie, which sucks because in the first game, it's the stars team. So the people we met, like the paramilitary um, SWAT type team, Mm -hmm. there's murders going on in the woods and then they go to investigate. They get attacked in the woods by creatures and end up running into the mansion. And that's where everything starts. And it's a paramilitary team trapped in the mansion, trying to fight their way out. And it's kind of like a rip on alien and, you know, zombie horror movies, blah, blah, blah. That's great. Why could that not have been the movie? (laughs) Well, that what's wrong. What's wrong with that? That was the movie. That was part of it. That was like 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> why, why did they – we didn't need anything from part two in it at all. Anything with Claire, anything with Leon, anything with the police station. You didn't need any of that. And the weird setup they have to it of like, oh, we have this town and it's a one-stop light town. So if it's a one-stop light town, why do they have a paramilitary SWAT team with a fucking helicopter? <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense in the, in the, the world that they're setting up. Like – so in the game, you know, you go through everything. Um, it turns out that there's an outbreak. It, it's taking over the townspeople and Umbrella blows up the town, just like in this movie. Um, when you play part two, it's Leon's first day on the job and Claire is coming looking for her brother and you play them. But it's on the same night. So it's it's happening concurrently with the first game, but they never really cross over. And that's great. And they're both great games, but th- that's two movies worth of content. It didn't need to be smushed in together. And this one, the dialogue just stilted, like you said, Mark, um, there was no need for them to be like, hi, I am Leon Kennedy. <laughs> like no one talks like that. Nobody talks like that. It was just stupid fan service. that didn't need to be there. You could be like, you know, my name's Jill. My name's Leon. You know, it didn't need to be like that. Um, I was pretty disappointed that, the movie starts off with this like ridiculous, like I don't even know what you would call it. Like the sixth sense, like fucking horror, like prologue that has no relation to the rest of the movie. <laughs> like what did that have to do with anything? Anybody? Can you explain to me what that had to do with anything? Mark Ellis. You're talking about the, the, the hooded girl. Oh no, no, yeah, no, the no. The fact that the two of them were in an orphanage right. and they, they met the hooded girl. Right. Um, besides them ha- finding an elevator, to go down to the mansion. What did that have to do with anything? 
I'm pretty sure I don't that think was any of it related to anything. I like think the whole th- movie did not relate to each other. They really just wanted to make sure that you knew that this is Claire and this is Chris and they are brother and sister. Because the doctor would be like, oh, is that your twin brother, Chris Redfield? I'm like, okay, I got it, Doc. Claire and Chris Redfield. Okay, I got it. So, I actually, one of the funniest things in this movie, and it's not supposed to be funny, is later on they go back to the orphanage. And lo and behold, the um, creepy uh, Silent Hill girl that was like living in the walls is still there and saves them from... Still one of the worst special effects I've seen. Like this same monster was in earlier Resident Evil movies and looked like shit. It still looks like shit. It might have actually been the same fucking uh, <laughs> CGI effects because <laughs> it still looked like shit. She saves him from it. She's got her hands like tied in this like wooden fucking like stockade thing. And she's got like her mask that is crooked. She can only see through a little slit in it. Yep. And she's like, friend. Um <laughs> And she shows them to the elevator and then they get in the elevator. The door closes and they're like, all right, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the explosion. That's yeah. 6 a.m. Nuclear bombs going off in about uh, 45 minutes. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't even they, they didn't even cut the fucking stockade off her hands. <laughs> like, they didn't, didn't like straighten her mask out for her or nothing. Nope. They just fucking left her there. <laughs> I thought she was going to like clean up well or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Um, the other thing that drove me insane was, I know you liked the police captain. Um, he has a scene in the parking garage where he's yep. being attacked by the dogs. He knows that it's dogs, okay? At this point, he knows it's dogs, right? And he keeps hearing them somewhere, and he like turns around and tries to shoot the dog. Right. Why does he keep aiming straight ahead of himself, center mass, <laughs> when it's a dog running on the ground towards him? Yeah, that he's easily one of the worst cops. I mean, I thought he was the worst cop until Leon showed up, but he's easily one of the worst cops. Yeah, he he keeps turning around and hearing a noise and shooting at it, but he's shooting like he might as well have just been shooting directly straight up in the air. Like he's not you're not going to hit the fucking dog. It's on the ground. It's it's on the ground on all fours running at you. Like shoot down. Yeah. <laughs> like also it's a revolver. It has six bullets. You should know how to count. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Um there, there's a lot of nods to the game, but they're so like egregious. Like when the lady wrote itchy tasty on the window. Yep. Like that's from the game, but like it didn't need to be there. Like, it, like in the very opening of the movie, there's a sign behind the desk for first aid spray, which is a nod to the game. And that was cute and that's fine. But like some of the stuff is just so over the top and so like in your face, like remember this from the game? You liked that. It just didn't work like at all. Uh, the movie is just a mess and it really suffers from them trying to take the plots of the two games and smush them into one. You really could have just concentrated on part one. It really should have just been the stars team going to the mansion. Like didn't need Leon in this, especially not being ruined by being played by some wimpy, goofy guy. Um, as much as I love the girl from crawl, um, she didn't need to be in this either. It really should have just been the stars team going to the mansion. That's that's the movie. That's the movie I've been waiting for for over almost 30 years at this point. And I don't think we're getting it. So I think they are going to get the wrong message from this movie bombing and not because it's bad. They're going to think it's because they um, got rid of Mila and her husband. Um, I, I couldn't place where I knew Clara from or Claire from. And it's because I kept mistaking her for Maggie Sif. 
Like she looks just like Maggie Sif. <laughs> now she was in a movie we didn't make you watch. That was a horror movie from a couple of years ago. That's actually really good. And if anyone listening to this wants to actually watch a good movie, uh, the movie crawl starring that actress where she fights alligators is fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, this movie just sucked, man. It, it just, it's not good. It's mostly confusing or stupid and not in a fun way. It's not a fun, stupid. It's just dumb. Like you feel your brain dying as you're watching it. Like I felt the passage of time as I watched, it. I felt the cells dying in my body. I'm wondering what I was doing. The part life. for me was that my, my friend that saw it with me was completely shit faced and <laughs> nice. fell asleep. And so, <laughs> They were snoring throughout the entire movie, <laughs> except for at the end when I don't even remember what they were shooting at. But then he just randomly goes with the whole movie theater is quiet. And goes, you got fucked up, bitch. <laughs> he just <laughs> fell back to sleep. Um, <laughs> Marcellus, when they opened the secret door down to the lab, um, how long was that hallway? <laughs> Uh, you know, my brain was checked out at that point, dude. I I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. I was surprised well, they, that the doctor like appeared there. Yeah, well, they they cut away from uh, you know, Wesker leaves. Wesker d- betrays the team in the games, okay. uh, but it felt like they tried to redeem him in this as well and not make him as bad, which was stupid. But yeah, they opened the the door by playing the piano, which is from the game, but it was just fucking stupid. Oh, also, it's just, some things just don't translate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he opens the door and he goes down this random hallway with that's like rocks and like lights and then they cut away and there's like 30 minutes of more movie <laughs> yeah and then they come back and he's still walking down the same hallway. <laughs> like nothing happened to him it's like how long was that hallway at some point i would have just given up and been like uh, i'm not walking down this stupid ass thing um so yeah the movie just sucks ass it's not good it, it's mostly boring and or stupid so the only thing we can do is to give it a score, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City. I'm going to give it a three. Three? Whoa. I went between 2.5 and three. I wasn't quite, it wasn't the worst Resident Evil I've seen. So I can't be completely mad. I do respect that they did try to stay as close to the video games as possible. I feel like all the actors and actresses gave them a thousand percent to their characters. Um, It's just I didn't like the script and some of the cheesiness. Marcellus Reagans. I'm I'm stunned. This might be the new Bloodshot review from Aubrey. Um, (laughs) Marcellus Reagans. So, because of the uh, the guy on fire during this song, <laughs> which I loved, uh, I'm gonna give this a 1.5 out of five. Uh, this movie is trash, and it just got like the first 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes or so. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm with you. I'm down. I, I like the characters. I like where this is going. And then the movie just gets worse and worse and worse as it goes on. And I couldn't, by the time you get to the uh, post credit scene, I was like, who gives a fuck? I'm out of here. I'm so <laughs> glad. I am so glad I had like a free ticket for this movie because <laughs> I almost paid for it. I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a matinee. It's only like seven bucks. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm keeping my seven bucks. Well, I, uh, I did not get a coupon for this movie. I, I, 
have the Cinemark Movie Club, not the paid one like Mark. I'm not platinum status, but you get um, points for every movie ticket you buy and stuff like that. And you can cash them in for rewards. One of the rewards is a free movie ticket. I was so excited. I thought I had a free ticket for this fucking movie. And it turns out I was two points short. (laughs) (laughs) I did have another uh, $5 off coupon from something else. So I only paid $4 to see this movie in the theater. So (laughs) don't worry about it. Uh, This is trash. Um, As a huge fan of the games, I'm super disappointed because I feel like, again, I feel like they're going to take the wrong message from this. I really think that there is kernels of awesome, awesome, awesome live action stuff in Resident Evil, but we just have not been able to get to it for some reason. I don't know why it's so hard to make a medium to low budget movie where the stars team goes into the mansion and fights their way out. Uh, I mean, we've all seen aliens and 500 movies that ripped it off. I don't think it's too tough to make a cool movie out of that. For some reason they just don't want to, uh, I'm going to give it one out of five. Uh, the one strictly for some of the fan service. I, I did like seeing the, the game accurate costumes and sets and stuff like that. I did appreciate that. Um, it did hit me in the feels a couple times, seeing the mansion, seeing the, the police department, uh, seeing the stars team and, and even like Leon's costume, Jill and Claire are very attractive and that's going to get me to one star. Otherwise this is a uh, pretty much avoid at all costs, unless you have some sort of nostalgic pull or you hate your eyes, uh, one out of five for me. And that's it. That's our review of resident evil welcome to raccoon city uh other than aubrey it sounds like uh, we're telling you avoid it but if you have seen it let us know what you thought by going on social media and hitting us up otherwise we're gonna wrap it up before we tap it up let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there aubrey what do you got pokemon diamond and pearl were released last week or the week before I mean, the week before i don't fucking know what week it is i think it was the week before anyway uh, remakes of it were just launched. There's a new Animal Crossing update that was released this month, too. That's actually pretty cool. I finally turned my Switch back on and started playing that. Um, so they added a bunch of really cool stuff to the museum. So now there's like a cafe, you can purchase posters, and then they upgraded the storage system on it, added a whole new like island surfing area, too. Um, so it's pretty cool. And that's that's all I've really been doing other than working. All right. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Uh, well, speaking of uh, video games that I've never played that they've adapted, uh, there's a TV show on Netflix called Arcane that's based on something called League of Legends. I have no idea what that is, uh, except for I heard it was like a really popular game. But the TV show, uh, it's nine episodes. Uh, it's animated. But it's beautifully rendered. It's like a, a mix of CG and uh, 2D animation. And the story is really complicated. It, it reminded me a lot of Game of Thrones. So it's like a steampunk video game-ish Game of Thrones. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called Arcane. It's beautiful. And uh, I think it's worth your time if, you, uh, if you're a fan of the video game or if you were someone like me who has no idea what the hell it is. I still enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, a lot of e-thoughts play that on Twitch, Mark. Oh, okay. Downloading Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> P- 
Perfect. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There are some movie reviews, comic reviews, and so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Good Pods, Spotify, Podbean, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There is hours of free exclusive content there interviews trailer reactions more movie reviews tons of stuff there so check it out at youtube.com backslash so is your podcast don't forget you can support us monetarily on patreon and get extra exclusive content from the show this month it's the only place to hear our reviews of home sweet home alone and the harder they fall from netflix and more so check that out at patreon.com backslash so is your podcast I will suggest that you, uh, if you, you want to watch a movie and you're looking for something goofy and fun, a uh, horror type movie, uh, go VOD and check out the movie Black Friday, starring Bruce Campbell and Michael Jai White, two <laughs> yeah. patron saints of direct to video movies. Uh, it is a movie about people working in a toy store, stuck working um, Black Friday weekend, and a zombie apocalypse breaks out. As someone who spent a long time working in retail, I may have found it extra funny. And I'm not going to confuse you here and tell you that this is like Citizen Kane. But uh, for six bucks on Amazon, it was enjoyable and fun and not super overreaching, desperately trying to be the next hot Christmas movie, like something like, I don't know, shitty like uh, 8-Bit Christmas or something like wow. that. So Oh, sorry. didn't want to throw that under the bus there. So it's not trying to be anything it's not. It's just a fun, low-budget, goofy horror comedy and I enjoyed it a lot and having worked in retail it, it definitely hit <laughs> it definitely hit in a certain way so uh, Black Friday that is out now on streaming so check it out you also might want to watch Cowboy Bebop on Netflix because that my friends we are going to be reviewing next week the full season a full breakdown for you next week on So Is Your Podcast so come on back and that's going to do it for this week I have been your host Joey DiCarlo my co-hosts the queen of all G-viruses, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm a little concerned about my rating now. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagan. Uh, everybody have a good week. Uh, welcome to F-Bomb City and Wakanda Forever. See you guys next week for Cowboy Bebop. Good journey. It's just-